When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hi, this is Tom Cock. I read with some interest this week that public pension losses in the first quarter were worse than 2008 losses, which is a bit shocking because while the market has gone down substantially this year, nothing at all like the losses we suffered in 2008, 2009. According to the Wall Street Journal, public pension plans lost a median, yeah, kind of in the middle there, 13.2% in the three months ending March 31st. Now, obviously, things have recovered, right? Because stocks had a pretty good April. But overall, it we're still facing some pretty significant losses. And here's the numbers I think really need to pay attention to. Even before all of this, public pension plans were $4 trillion short of the about $9 trillion they'll need to cover promised benefits. Let me say that again. $4 trillion short on a $9 trillion benefit package. And a lot of reasons why, right? Big promises, optimistic returns, insufficient contributions, etc. By the way, the returns targeted by the folks that run pensions, 7% a year. So how about a little work on how they've actually done on that 7% a year? Well, this may or may not surprise you. According to the Wall Street Journal, the 20-year period ending March 31st, they've fallen well short of that target. The median return, 5.2%. So 5.2% return on their money instead of 7 and now this is where the it gets more complicated, right? That, okay, where is the money invested? How is it invested? How much is being spent on those investments? And is 5.2% a reasonable amount for the 20 years? Now, the last 20 years have seen a couple of significant bear markets, right? It's also had a period of fairly low interest rates, so the bond side of the portfolio hasn't made much. But how is all this money invested? So I decided to take a look at the Washington State Department of Retirement Systems. They're the ones that take the money in for pensions, invest it. And I'm somewhat familiar with it, having interviewed the director of that fund back when I had a television show in Seattle. So in a general sense, looking at the money they have invested, it's about 80% in stocks, 20% in bonds. In the, the, the 80% in stocks includes things like private equity, a substantial amount in private equity, real estate holdings, not publicly traded real estate, but private real estate. Uh, hedge funds, sort of private money management, where you're going to get more, allegedly, than just being in public markets. So let's assume it's an 80-20, even though I think their 80 is way riskier than just being in public markets. And 
Again, if the median return is 5.2%, how does that hold up against just an index fund portfolio? Not very well. So if you go back 20 years and you held 80% of your money in publicly traded equities, widely diversified, 13,000 stocks and 20% in bonds, your return 5.7%. That's a half a percent increase per year. And you did it with less risk and you did it no doubt with a lower cost because these hedge funds and other investments way more expensive and you did it with better liquidity because remember a lot of these things that washington's department of retirement systems are invested in you can't get your money today tomorrow next year the year after who knows and the valuation of all those things we could debate for a long time so here we are we are four trillion dollars short what do we do well I could suggest we raise taxes, but you'll discontinue listening to this podcast. I could suggest you reduce benefits to people getting public pensions, which I think is ridiculous. I think that's poor public policy. I think that's an awful thing to do to somebody who's already getting that pension and to be told, by the way, we're going to have to cut that 20%. Or here's another idea. We could just manage the money better. Now, many pension systems have moved a lot of their equity investments to just index funds or index-like funds, not trying to be predictive, not trying to hire a hot hand, and certainly not in private equity, real estate deals, hedge funds. That's where I think the change could be made. You could simply say, by state law, we do not allow you to put the money in those highly speculative investments, which you believe will make more, but over time, most certainly have not. You can reach me, Tom, at Vestory.com. Tom at Vestory.com. Anytime. Happy to discuss anything uh, financially related, of course. I'm Tom Cock. Thanks for joining me. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.